Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm your host, Randall Carlyle. My guest is Emily Tillett. And uh, you might call this podcast the other side of recovery Mm. uh, because we we deal a lot with addiction and recovery. And generally, it's people in recovery or people who are helping people through recovery. But have you ever wondered if when you send a loved one to a behavioral health treatment center is who's there i mean who's 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 dealing with your loved one who is dealing with a disease called addiction uh and emily tillett is our chief people officer welcome thank you and you're here to ensure that when somebody sends a loved one to a place like odyssey house that there are qualified people there to deal with that person. Absolutely. We uh, take our role very seriously at the um, recruiting phase of, of our people team, and we ensure that the folks who come to the door are, are qualified. We have wonderful folks who are screening them and who are interviewing them and um, ensuring that they have the right qualifications and that they believe in what we do and that they understand the um, vulnerability that the folks who are coming to seek treatment, um, the, the place that they are in their life is a very vulnerable and we wanna be able to walk them through their recovery and do that with the, the team, a team that has the most qualifications and understands the importance of this phase of the, the client's life and the, the person who's seeking treatment with us. We are uh, a therapeutic community which means that we have people working for us and with people in treatment who are also in recovery themselves. Absolutely. And I've seen criticism saying, uh, and, and of course, some people aren't happy that they're, they're in recovery, but I've seen people saying stuff like, well, you've got drug addicts treating drug addicts. Oh. Explain that. Yeah, yeah. We, we are, um, that's one of the things that really makes our power, our program as powerful as it is, is that we um, want for the, the, the team that we bring around folks who are fighting for their recovery to have lived experience. And so we need the, the people who have walked the walk and who have overcome to be sitting next to the people who have gone to school and who, have, who understand the, the clinical um, under underpinnings of the work that we do and the excellent practices that we bring forward to our clients and uh, helping them overcome and we have to have them side by side in in our program to make to make it as powerful and help our clients be successful and I've seen it time and time again where we have to have both perspectives um, in the room with the client in order for that that to take place and we really want and work hard to attract folks who um, from our community who are in recovery and um, and we we want that to that, that to be a uh, Odyssey house to be a really uh, a place where they want to come and give back and that's important to us in, in simple terms I've, I've known a lot of clients here at, at Odyssey house who say uh, the person I'm working with my case manager or whatever uh, I can't bullshit them <laughs> exactly uh, b- because they've been there <laughs> yeah. and done that yep. and and so it it brings out a lot more 
truth in group settings mm -hmm. and things like that, mm -hmm. which is why why people need to understand that the that some of the people who are working with some of our clients have been there, done that, mm -hmm. and and they they actually. <clears throat> in perhaps many cases have a better understanding of what the client's going through yep. than some of our higher level professional people. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've, you know, our clinicians, they, some of them are in recovery as well. Some of our clinicians, but we have clinicians who, who haven't, who've just been, you know, working hard to earn their degree and, and gain the knowledge that it takes to um, work with somebody who has mental health um, struggles or substance use disorder, and um, they've they have um, they can bring that that knowledge into the room. But I'll tell you what: when there's when we have somebody who has lived on the streets and who maybe has been in and out of jail, and who who knows all of the <coughs> the kinds of things that um, typically folks who are working towards their recovery are still trying to overcome. They can smell it and they can call it out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make sure that the people we hire are qualified? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's we we follow a typical process around how we bring people into the agency um, and ensure that they are a good fit for the role that we that we, they've applied for. We have um, we ha obviously have them submit their resume and. Um, their their references and we um, make sure that they're screened and we we let a lot of folks say we turn a lot of people away um, we have um, ma we make sure that the interview questions align with the role that they're going into so that we can assess for whether or not they're a good fit um, we the, we those are that's part of what we do at the front door but we also then work closely with the supervisors and the hiring managers within um, our team so that there's a second often a second interview that happens and they those are the folks who are typically closer to the client population and understand the needs of the role even better so there's there's really a set of steps that um, whether it be a frontline direct care worker or a clinician or any of our other roles have to go through in order to be hired they then have to go through a very intensive onboarding program and sometimes they don't make it through that because we do want to make sure that they understand our policies and procedures and that they understand how we um, how it is that we operate our program, and so that we can do that with high quality and with best practices. I imagine it's a fine line because you're dealing with people who perhaps have a, a past criminal record, mm -hmm. those kinds of things, and so you have to really scrutinize right. somebody who wants to work here. Right. Yeah, we have a background screening process that <coughs> our our staff. Um, go through before they are hired, and and we um, we're looking at that with a fine tooth comb. We have one person on our team that specializes in background screenings, and um, and the uh, new hire can't step foot into our facilities unless they have gone through that process. And I've I've got to say I've I've been at Odyssey for six years, and the room for growth in this industry, not just at Odyssey. Is, is huge because there's such a demand for qualified people. Um, we had hiring issues just like everybody else in the healthcare industry mm -hmm. did during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And and I, I understand that our, our vacancy rate is pretty low right now, yeah. much yeah. better than a lot of other places. Yep. What have you guys, and, and, and I guess this would be aimed at people who might want to get into this 
uh, into this industry, uh, which it is, uh, and, and what have, what have, what has Odyssey done to make it more attractive for people to come work for us? Yeah, yeah, I, we have um, really a full strategy um, as a people team to attract retain and then make sure that we're what I call kind of like leveling up around how our staff um, is able to really be effective in, in inside of our treatment programs. So we have made sure that um, as we're attracting folks that we are offering um, excellent benefits. So we've really done a lot to improve our benefits package for um, our full-time and our part-time staff were constantly on an annual basis, if not more, ensuring that our wages are competitive among other nonprofit um, treatment centers, as well as we're comparing to even for-profit organizations to ensure that we can get as close as we possibly can. Um, where we've we've put in place some new benefits for our part-time staff that that are um, that are new and that really help us. Um, um, those folks feel valued as well as we can retain them a lot easier when they get time off and they um, have better training opportunities and um, we also have in, in terms of the retaining staff we are really focusing on um, how we ensure that our staff are have the skills that they need to work with folks who are on the rough road um, and uh, of recovery right so there's the the kinds of things that they're um, having to help the clients through require a very specialized skill set and we want to make sure that they understand how to help clients um, from the moment they walk into the program that they understand what they might face and how to work with them through how to de-escalate and how to mo motivate them through when they they have lost motivation around their treatment um, and and that we are bringing in outside vendors to provide high quality training around all kinds of um, new cutting edge um, treatment um, programs. And so the, the, the next really phase of the strategy is around how we level up. And I think that that is where the making sure that we attract the right people, that we are giving them the skill sets they need, um, and that we are then tracking tracking the progress that we're making and so that we're getting feedback and making sure that we're then um, improving all the programs from A to Z from the time that we um, we get a resume to the time that you know if somebody is with us for 10 years that they are getting you know the value that they can from Odyssey House as staff members all the way through. One of the things that we're really proud of right now is that um, it's hard to find therapists that in, in any, any, any industry not just right in the recovery industry, um, but we are trying to get more flexible around the kind of offerings we have for therapists. So um, for those who therapists who might be in private practice or who are, um, maybe they have um, the degree, but they're, they're in higher education or they're closer to retirement or just whatever unique situation they might be in, we wanna be able to say, hey, come to Odyssey House, take on a few clients and work as needed. Um, and so we're, we're having to get flexible around the, the um, ways that we know we have skilled folks in our community and how we bring them in. And, and you're basically, uh, <clears throat> if you think about it, you're talking about work-life balance. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and the thing that has impressed me about Odyssey House is that that's extremely important mm -hmm. 
to management people mm -hmm. at Odyssey House to keep people happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we have, we, from our benefits package to the, really the culture that we're working towards building and that we current already have, which is that we have a very flexible, um, casual dress, informal environment we want for people to feel like they belong no matter um, who they are and what their beliefs are and what worldview they come in um, with. And we want, if they have, um, if they have, if they're a parent or somebody who is 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 moving towards retirement or everything in between, that we have an environment where they they know that they they can take care of themselves as a whole person and they can come to work and bring their whole self into work. The uh, I worked in TV for about forty years, and although I made more money in TV than I make at Odyssey House, uh, the benefits package blew me away. Mm. Uh, maybe you can outline like, I mean, the number of vacation days and personal days and sick days and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is a very impressive um, benefits package. We have, um, in terms of quality of medical and dental um, benefit benefits that we offer, they're on the, um, the higher end in terms of what's offered. We have um, we try and keep the cost very very low for the employee and for the, for those who have families, and, and um, the not just medical and dental and vision and all the rest that we offer, but we do have a very rich time off package. So we have um, we have a, a accrual vacation accrual that we our staff accrue at higher rates than than most organizations. Um, we also have a very um, abundant sick, sick and wellness um, time off bucket that, that our staff are able to use. And we also have a really cool program where we offer, we call it our service award program, where for those, for those staff who stay with us for, for various milestones, they get extra time off. So we want to incentivize our staff to stay. We also want to know that this is, we know that this is hard work and that um, we want them to benefit from getting a, getting a few extra days and even taking like a whole week or two. Once you get up to 10 years, you can, you get like two weeks of, of time off extra in addition to the other vacation that's already accrued in the second wellness time. I've got five time. days for yeah. my five years of yeah, work here. exactly. And that's just added on to the other days that right. I already have. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. And one of, and, uh, one of the other things that we, we sort of pride ourselves on is helping people uh, with higher education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the we have a um, professional development um, benefit that really hits on all the various ways that people might want to consume education. So they could, um, if they want to go back to school and it's a, they're seeking a degree that is in line with the role that they're either currently in or that would be a, a role that they would want to shift to and grow into later, um, then we would offer them tuition reimbursement up to $9,000 a year. Um, so that means about 3000 not just about, but $3,000 a semester, um, and we also offer um, reimbursement for going to conferences and seminars, um, and um, so there's all kinds of opportunities for people, not only through formal formal education channels, but more of those informal community offerings that would help them level up. I can't tell you how many people who have gotten through <clears throat> the program 
uh, and and have decided they want to become a social worker, mm-hmm. and they've actually gone through all the phases yeah. and become, you know, to get their masters in in social work. Yeah, we actually really do have quite a well um, well walked road map for growth. So. Um, I'm not sure that we really had, I wish we could say this has been um, our plan all along, but it's just happened organically in that, you know, someone starts in a direct care position with us, maybe they've graduated from the program or not, but that they find, we find that they move up with or into the organization, into a supervisor role, onto a case manager role, then they maybe attain their their substance use disorder counselor degree and become a counselor. Some go on to become therapists, or they go on to more of an administrative or a program program manager path. And so there we have dozens and dozens, maybe more than that, that have followed a path of growth inside of the organization, including our CEO. The I've been talking about the positive side of working here. The downside of working here is it's it's a difficult job yeah would you agree i i I would agree i think that um that that is something that we we spend time with and from the very get-go with all of our candidates before they even become employees that we want we don't want it to be a surprise that um, we're working here and saying yes to odyssey house is a cakewalk right you could go and um, flip burgers or drive drive (laughs) an uber um, and it would probably be a lot less stressful, sure. but a lot less meaningful as well. So we we really um, want for our staff to know that they are helping change lives, and the people who are seeking help with us are often in crisis and have come from really traumatic backgrounds and have stories that are hard to hear, and they re- may be uh, resisting their resisting progress. And it's hard to it's hard to see all of that, right? It's hard to do that day after day. Um, and so we we have, you know, part of our, the wellness program and the benefits package and the culture that we're trying to create is one that, where our staff can uh, have safe and brave spaces to acknowledge that th- today was hard or this week was hard or this last year was hard and that we have um, ways to rejuvenate and that we, um, and take time off as well as to to you know, express safely and and healthily um, how we move through the work that we're doing with our clients, so that we can go back and pick ourselves up and and do it again the next day. And and people, <clears throat> there, you you do experience a fair amount of failure in 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 this business. Mm. Uh, you could maybe be a case manager and be close to a person. Uh, who seems like they're doing really well, mm-hmm. and the next day they walk out of the program. Right. And 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 if you if you take that personally, I guess you'd say, I failed that person. Right. You know, and it'd be hard to deal with that kind of right. stuff. It does require a a high degree of resilience working yeah, with this yeah. population. That's, <laughs> an, that's an understatement. Yeah, and um, I think so, you know some of the the failures um, where we where someone just decides that they, they're not ready for treatment or um, they are losing motivation. Um, I, I, depending upon you know, the attachment that our staff have to that person and, and the, the work that they've done and the time that they've spent with them, it, it can be pretty devastating. And, I, and we're, we work hard to attend 
to that and watch out for signs. You know, we have our tentacles out for team members who are struggling with that, but it, it does take its toll. And, and I think that you have to love, that's why you have to love and have a passion for, for the work that we're doing and feel connected to that there are more wins than failures and, um, and re- remind ourselves of the wins that we do have because there are way more wins than, than failures. And, and the wins are so significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people coming into our program who have been living on the street for years, yeah. okay? A heroin addict, a meth addict. And, and they stick it through the program, mm-hmm. they graduate, and they go on to accomplish great things yes. in life. Yep. And, uh, and, and we as a staff need to see that mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think everyone understands that, that, that addiction is a, a complicated lifelong disease. And uh, dealing with that means you're going to have setbacks, and some people just aren't ready. Yeah. Uh, I facilitate a family support group, and it's primarily made up of people who have loved ones who are in addiction. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one of the conclusions that, and, and a lot of their loved ones have been to like six, seven, eight treatment yep. centers. And one of the conclusions we reached, and, and they've sort of seen through this, is that if somebody comes to a place like Odyssey House or First Step or House of Hope, that and then they go on to another and another and another is that even though they may not realize it and even though they left in a huff and didn't and they pick up something at each place they go yeah it's so true yeah and i think that's why we love um and collaborate well with our community partners is that we know that we're all in this together we don't really see each other as competitors necessarily like the house of hope and first step and the Haven, we, we know that, that our clients are going to get different nuggets of life-changing um, skills or information that we hope one, one, of the, one of the treatment centers, one of our, our partners can, can help really turn them around for good. Why do you work here? Mm. Why do I work here? That's such a great question. I am well, um, probably ask other people that as a chief people officer. So true. Yeah. I, 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 this is like family for me, and I, um, I have been, um, I have felt the impact of addiction in my life, and and seen family and friends struggle and and fail. And I'm not sure that was the primary reason why I joined Odyssey House. I joined Odyssey House because I myself was going through a difficult time in my career, um, and I I was in a desperate place. And I said yes, um, and. And I, I didn't really understand the odyssey for myself that it was going to be and that um, how it is that I have, be- have become a changed person and how I see my own habits and my own addictive behaviors and how I walk in the world and how I get to have an impact on my team and, um, and sort of understand at a distance the impact that our staff are having on um, the, and the ground level, the clients that are fighting hard for their recovery is um, what gets me up in the morning. And, and I, I, it, it's a battle that I um, feel very um, personally grateful for, you know, seeing um, a battle against the addictive behaviors and the addictive um, spirals that we can all get into and um, that... I uh, just feel grateful that I get to wake up every day and make a little bit of an impact. 
We're glad you're here. I don't think people realize when <clears throat> when I run into friends, they'll say, oh, you work for Odyssey House. That's the place up on 6th East. Yeah. And, and I don't think people realize how <laughs> many people we have working for us or how many locations or programs we have. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we actually have, I think this year we counted, I think we have 22 locations. Um, and they are all across the, the Wasatch Front, mainly in um, the downtown um, area. And we have um, programs that uh, serve our, not only our substance use, um, just primary folks who have substance use as a primary diagnosis, but also um, we've expanded our services to mental health um, treatment as well as we have a very extensive pro programming around um, sober housing. Um, and we, we operate in the jail system and we operate a medical clinic and we serve folks in a preventative way um, inside of our school systems. And I mean, it, it, is, it is a network and it is an- It's a huge a, program. How a, many employees? We, as of this week, we have four, just about, just over 450, close to 470, somewhere in there. Right? That's huge. That's huge. And you're yeah. in charge of them all. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I, I, I would say <laughs> that there, there is a, a whole team of people who help um, with all that, that it requires to make sure that our staff, our 450 plus staff feel feel um, like they know what they're doing and they know where they're going and they um, have what they need in order to do the job well. So if somebody is, and we're running out of time, uh, if somebody's interested in working for Odyssey House, what do they do? Yeah, so we have a, um, a career page on our website. So I would recommend you go to odysseyhouse.org and there at the bottom, you can click on careers and you can see a list of all of the openings that we have. And um, the and if you're not sure exactly which one would be a good fit for you, you can email people at odysseyhouse.org, and we'd be happy to chat with you. And you will respond. Oh yeah, we we have someone looking that looking at that email every every second of the business hours. <laughs> Emily, thank you for being our guest. Thanks, Randall. Chief People Officer at Odyssey House of Utah, and thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.